Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be with you folks. I can't believe we're on the 170th podcast this morning. And here we are, we're looking at the book of Job. We're in chapter 36. And with me as always is my friend, my co-host, Stephanie Wesco. So Stephanie, catch us up. What's going on with you? Well, Doug, I am very excited that we are nearing, you know, I mean, we're 200 is in sight here. 200 is in sight in that our peaks. You know, now, let me say this. We've had a couple churches show up. We had that Northwest Baptist Church out in Washington show up by us. Mike's. Uh, we just had a, a big offering from Omega Baptist Church out there in Christiansburg, paid for like half the podcast. Northwest is showing up again with more money for the podcast. A lady who was here, a great lady, a, a servant of God, a superhero, uh, gave us money for a few months of the podcast, uh, a missionary on a foreign field. L- let me just say this. You guys are awesome out there. It looks like yep. we have about six months left to cover of the podcast this year, maybe seven. So uh, help us out with that. Let's say you got a month. You know, I stopped drinking Starbucks and I have money. You know what I mean? I stopped going to restaurants. I have money now. I mean, I'm not (laughs) rich or anything, but I mean, it's like I'm saving a couple hundred bucks a a month right now and maybe a week. You know, you get $5 a day in in Starbucks. You get a couple restaurants. I mean, I'm I'm saving a couple hundred dollars a week. I'm being a good steward of what God has given me. I just want you to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't so go to Starbucks as often. So, 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 so we want to know more. Okay, Starbucks. so we don't want to know just how you're doing. We, we want to know uh, uh, what's going on with you and the kids. Is there something that the whole world's... I mean, these are our peeps. Uh, what can they pray about? I mean, what, what's happening right now? Well, right now is a little bit of a busy season with getting ready to go to meetings, um, ladies' conferences, missions' conference. Yeah. meetings like that coming up um so prayer for safety with traveling flying driving in the all kids ages things. so we got kids Emmy kids Line. ages are 15 to 4 currently 15 to 4 and emily yep. thinks she's smarter than all the 15 she does she does and she uh yeah she's second in command sometimes thinks she's and as first. our friend liberty told us she thinks charles is the best looking male member of your family that's right yeah. Yep, she did clearly specify she probably, that. She, you know, folks, let me tell you about this. If you're going to say that one brother is better looking than the other, so I ask the question because that's who I am. You know, so I'm sitting there. I'm with Liberty. I'm with Charles. I mean, there's four or five other people. I think Stephanie, my wife's in the room. And I make the comment to Liberty because, you know, we do stuff like that because we're human beings. And these are, these are words that really don't benefit anybody. But you need to know this as you follow along. And uh, what Liberty said. So I said to Liberty, just to mess with her, I knew she wasn't going to answer. I knew she was going to say, both are handsome. I knew she was going to take her time. I knew she was going to think about it. I knew there was going to be a minute or two that she discussed how important it is that we just don't pick somebody. All yes. right. And so I said you to her, thought. I said to her, who's better looking, Charles or Daniel, being your two older son? Daniel's mm-hmm. the oldest. Charles is your second oldest. Before the words came completely out of my mouth, I mean, before my lips closed to listen to an answer, she said, Charles. How do you think that made Daniel feel? He got that smile on his face. Which is unhurt smile. Yeah, and it was kind of a, 
I hate your guts, Liberty. But you know, Daniel and Liberty yeah. have this very um, contentious. Tip, yeah, contentious is a good word, and it's all in love. I mean, the they two may end up married, even though Daniel's six <laughs> years younger than her. <laughs> That's good. I mean, these two may end you up in holy year, matrimony. Right? Yeah. I'm sure Doug will be doing the wedding too. I will. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's that was pretty that was pretty comical. The look on Charles' face was priceless. It was priceless. You know, Charles is a uh, you know, I think Charles is a good-looking man. I but I but I think Daniel is too, and I don't judge guys, but anyway, I just wanted to point out some of the things going on recently in our lives because people tell me I want to hear more about Stephanie. I want to hear this, I hear that. So Stephanie's still on her diet, she's losing pounds, she's she's lost three or four bags of sugar already. And uh <laughs> we, we, you know Isn't she's it more like lard. She's given yeah, she's lost lard. Someone said you have a mile of stuff in you for every pound you are overweight. If oh that be the case, I've lost 30 miles. Wow. And maybe 30 miles that's, of stuff. That's phenomenal. I am not carrying around 30 miles that I was four See, weeks that's ago. that's why we can walk the way we can walk. Oh, man, we walked full. And, you know, my wife can walk better than anybody. That kind of bothers me. But uh, I'm so proud of her. I just wish I could walk better than her. I mean, her legs are what? You know, 21 inches long? I mean, do you think they're that long? 22 inches? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm 36, and I'm like, what, a foot and a half taller than her? Yeah. You know? I've never yeah. thought about that specific yeah. subject. Well, I mean, how long are your legs? You're like, what, 28 inches, know. 26 inches, 24 inches? I don't 19 know. inches? You've never measured them? <laughs> okay. No. All right, so anyway, we're back at Job. So that was our, that was our private interaction. That was our rabbit trail. It wasn't really a rabbit trail. People want to know what's going on with okay. you. Okay. So what's going on with Stephanie? She's doing fine. She's getting back out in the churches. We're staying away from the pandemic, even though Stephanie, her kids, and her parents had the coronavirus, for sure. We know that for sure. Uh, the, the mockers came back or whatever. Uh, but they're doing really well. You know, if someone tells you wear a mask, they're wearing a mask. If not, they're not. You know, they're not anti-mask. They're not for masks. They just want life to be normal. Don't we all want life to go back to That's normal? That's right. I mean, and, and you know, we're not talking politics. We are not going to pick one candidate over the other, even though there's only one a Christian can vote for. That's that guy right. who's pro-God, he's got orange hair, whatever the case may be. Uh, there's only one you can point to, but we can't say names. But anyway, here we are in the book of Job where they can <laughs> say names. And uh, so you got old Elihu, Elihu, Elihu. And, uh, Elihu. Elihu, that's what I said. No, you, you've been the one saying Elihu. Elihu. You. How did you hear it when you were a kid? Was it Elihu? Elihu, right? Elihu, something like Elihu, that. Elihu, but it's Elihu. Yeah. So when people listen to Elihu. our radio show, they need to leave in a better place than they came. More informed. Yeah. So the, the, the name is actually Elihu. No matter what anyone says, the name is Elihu. And when you listen to this podcast, I want you to do us a favor. I want you to put your cell phones down. I want you to be... Focused on the podcast and get something out of it. That's all I'm looking for. And I, I want you to know, I just, that was a slap against Stephanie because she because was Because I'm typing. multitasking. She's multi, and see, guys can't multitask. I mean, uh, if we could multitask, I mean, th there's a reason we pee on the floor when we go to the bathroom. <laughs> all right? We can't multitask. You got to look. You got to aim. And if you got ADHD... Sit, sit down, sit on the toilet. But anyway, here we are in the book of, in the book of Job, in chapter number 37. 
And uh, <laughs> what it says here is it oh says, Elihu also proceeded and said, Suffer me a little, and I will show thee that I have yet to speak on God's behalf. I will fetch my knowledge from afar and will ascribe righteousness to my maker. Whoa, for truly my word shall not be false. He that is perfect in knowledge is with me. Behold, God is mighty and despiseth not any. He is mighty in strength and wisdom. He is mighty. Don't listen to what people say on TV. Don't listen to these people who say, well, what God really meant. Listen, if you go into a church and someone says what God really meant, get out of there. If somebody, if somebody is illuminated and they want to describe what happened, but if they use the term what God really meant, you need to bail. Because uh, what God really meant is what he wrote. God's word is inspired. Uh, okay, and it says, he preserveth, he preserveth not the life of the wicked, but giveth right to the poor. He withdraweth not his eyes from the righteous, but with kings are they on the throne. Yea, he doth not establish them forever, and they are exalted. And if they be bound in fetters, so we're talking about handcuffs and shackles here, and beholden in cords of affliction, and, and brethren, so many of us are in chains right now. So many of us are held in, held in bonds of affliction. So many of us are in a bad place. And, and, and what God wants you to know is, hey, listen, I can break those bonds. I can break those chains. He'll, he will break those chains. And, and then he showeth them their work, their transgressions, uh, that they have exceeded. He openeth also their ear to discipline and commandeth that they return from iniquity. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. But if they obey not, they shall perish by the sword and they shall die without knowledge. But the hypocrites in the heart heap up wrath. They cry not when he bindeth them. They die in their youth and their life is among the unclean. And, and you know, think about a hypocrite out there. They're, they're in a place, you know, they really, they're miserable. They're in a bad place. They're, you know, they got two faces. And, you know, I, I, I was listening to a politician the other day who's a guy I'm not voting for. And he's so used to speaking out of both sides of his mouth that he could play the trumpet and eat a bowl of soup at the same time. And uh, <laughs> that's what that's talking about there. And uh, says... Well, unfortunately, there's Christians that are that way, too. Yeah, yeah. He delivered the poor in his affliction Christians. and opened their ears in oppression. Even so would he have removed thee out of the strait of a broad place where there is no straightness, and that which should be set on thy table should be full of fatness. I like a fatty piece of meat right there, especially, especially beef. I think that's the good thing about pork. Pork has a lot of fat. Mm -hmm. You know, it's pigs. Yeah. That's why they're called pigs. You know, if they were skinny, they, they wouldn't be called pigs. They'd be called non-pigs. What's, what's the opposite of a pig? Skinny dude. They'd be called skinnies. And they'd be no good. You well, they'd get, be called dietitians or something. It, it'd be like turkey bacon. Have you ever eaten turkey bacon? Yeah. You want to talk about an oxymoron? Yeah, I've eaten that at hotels. Oh, oh my. It's like, God, why? It's like a stick of gum that's been hidden for 20 years and left open. <laughs> but thou hast fulfilled the judgment of the wicked. Judgment and justice. <laughs> Take hold of thee, because there is wrath. Beware, lest he taketh thee away his stroke. Then a great ransom cannot deliver thee. Will he esteem thy riches? No. And you know, folks, very truly there, mm -hmm. uh, God's not concerned with how much money you have. That's right. God's not concerned with what car you have. God's concerned with what your heart is. Because remember, mm -hmm. he told Joseph, he said that Joseph was a prosperous man. And, and so often we want to measure our wealth in gold. We want to measure our wealth and riches and uh, not gold, no, all the forces of their strength. I don't care if they got armies. God does, that's irrelevant to God. 
Uh, you know, you could go around the whole universe and make a little dot, and that's what we are. We're not even that compared to God's strength. God's yeah. mighty. God's omnipotence. Uh, God's omniscient, all-knowing. Uh, God's, uh, what am I missing there? Omnipotent, omniscient. Uh, omnipresent. Omnipresent. He, and you know, right now, he's next to us. Mm. And uh, desire not the night when people are cut off in their place. Take heed. Regard not, uh, regard not inequity. For this hast thou chosen rather than affliction. Behold, God exalteth by his power. Who teacheth like him? Who have enjoyed him in that way? Or who can say, Thou hast wrought inequity? Remember that thou magnify his work, which men behold. Every man may see it. Man may behold it afar off. Behold, God is great, and we know him not. Neither can the number of the years be searched out. For he maketh small the drops of water that pour down rain according to the vapor thereof, which the clouds do drop and distill upon man abundantly. Also, can any understand the spreadings of clouds or the noise of the tabernacle? Behold, he spreadeth his light upon it. He covereth the bottom of the sea. For by him judgeth he the people. He giveth meat in abundance. With clouds he covereth the light and commandeth it not to shine. By the cloud that cometh betwixt, the noise thereof showeth concerning it, and the cattle also concerning the vapor. Wow. You know, God's greatness, man. He's yeah. just going on. He's talking about yeah. God's greatness. We, we come from talking about his justness, talking about how he's just, talking about how he always makes the right decision, talking about how things are going on, how he fulfills the judgment of the wicked. The wicked will be judged. You know, we're way too often, I think, Stephanie, and, and you correct me if I'm wrong here. People walk around and say things, um, things like, how come the wicked are this way? How come the wicked have nothing go wrong with them? How come the wicked are healthy? Have you heard those comments? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a question, especially for someone who has been hurt, um, someone who's been mistreated. Sorry, there's a little yawn in there. Messing there's a little me. bit of yawning going on, just to be clear with you We're guys. We're sitting, uh, you know. We, we are sitting, so, we're banging out podcasts. Um, but yeah, yeah I, think, I think when someone has gone through trouble, especially if they've been abused, yeah, and justice has not been served, and that happens, or justice is not served. Yeah, we know, we know not, people who've been raped. We know people yes. who've been physically abused. We know people who've been mentally abused. And, uh, or you have, you know, as we went through this week, you talk about all the different forms of abuse. They've been cheated. They've been swindled. They've been this. They've been that. And there's never been justice for it. And to come back to that bottom line fact of that God says, just this week I was telling a lady, the fact that God says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Now, Job yeah. didn't have that verse. That, that wasn't there for him to read. Yeah. But we have that to claim, to know that they aren't That's something away you can name it. and claim right there, the Bible. That's right. Yeah. Because that's a promise, that's a fact God makes. And I think the whole way to get through that, th because those are lies, that when, when we have those thoughts come into our mind of everybody just is getting away with stuff, why me? That's the devil planting seeds of doubt in our heart against God, planting seeds of discouragement and unbelief. And to come back with, no, God is in control. God is going to take care of my situation. God is going to right the wrongs. Yeah. And that has to stay our focal point where it's 
God and God alone is where our focus is set because the minute we start focusing on the injustices or on all of the ways that that we've been hurt and it's never been properly handled, man, if I started down that trail, I would I would be out of working with people in about ten minutes of time. It would be easy to do that. It would be it easy would be just to give up. It would be very easy to. Yeah. And so that's where we have to keep our focus on what what Elihu is trying to say to Job, and that is God is so great and He's so much bigger. Yeah. And He's the wicked hold nothing next to God. Yeah. And yeah. to keep that focus because it is easy, especially if you have been unjustly treated and it has quote unquote. Well, people and, have gotten away with it. Well, and he's reminding Job, and this goes back to something we said, I think, two podcasts ago, and, and again, last podcast, is, you know, God is with us even when he's silent. Yeah. God is with us even when it's, it feels like we don't hear him, we don't see him, we don't know if he's there, but God is with us through those times. Yes. And, and, and so I think the biggest thing, you know, the biggest understanding that I'm getting from uh, Elihu is, especially here. And Elihu, I think, ends in 37. I think we're real close to God coming on the scene. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, I, I think what's going on here is the lesson for us today, the practical piece of this. This is for that guy and that gal that we love, that we know probably listen to this. or People feel like they know us. Isn't it funny that last week people came up to us and listened to the podcast and they said, you know, we feel like we know you guys. And you really do because we don't hold anything back. Yeah. But, but I think this practically is for every one of us to include me. God is with us when he's silent. That's right. God is with us when things aren't going the and way we want. And he's not silent then either. And yeah. that's, that's God's silence to us isn't God being silent. Yeah. Our feelings, our emotions, our sight. Yeah. Our sight, God is silent. But I do not believe that God is silent because he promises that he is working all things together for good. We just think he's silent. We don't Which hear him. We don't. He's yeah. working. That is an active. He is making all things work together for good. And yeah. this is that's where faith is vital yeah. to get through trials. It is vital to get through normal life. But when it you're is. in the midst of trials or abuse or any of that thing, that kind of thing, keeping your hope. That yeah. expedi- expectation, that confidence in God. David said, hope thou in God for my expectation is from Yeah, we, d- we don't want to downplay this. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to downplay what people are going through. We don't want to, yeah. you know, there's people out there that are, you know, and we know those of you listening to us, boy, everybody goes through something, you know. Uh, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get, you know. It's the assorted uh, variety of chocolates. Yeah. Oh, I hate the assorted variety. I like the ones that are the caramel, you oh, know, with yeah. the dark chocolate. Maybe a little touch of nut in there, like a, mm-hmm. uh, like a cashew or something. Something, something a really good nut. Like soft a turtle. Nut. Yeah, like one of those nuts that don't get stuck in your teeth and stuff like that. And, and, uh, but anyway, you don't know what you're going to get. And there's people out there that are getting yeah. the bad one. Yeah. You know, they're reaching in that box of chocolates they're and they get that cherry one in there that, that, that tastes like one. dog food. Oh, and what's the deal with salted caramel? Who in the world came up with salted caramel? That You know, let me just say this right now. You <laughs> don't put salt on caramel, all right? It doesn't make sense, all right? No matter what anybody says, it's like putting laundry detergent on a tomato. It doesn't work. You know, and, and someone gave me a candy bar. It said chocolate caramel. I took a bite. It's like, oh, 
I wanted to spit it out, man. It was like coming out my nostrils. You could smell the salt. You could taste it. It's terrible. Oh. I mean, how do you feel about salt? With yeah, see, I, you and I are on the same page on this one, for yeah. sure. To me, God made sweet and salty to be kept more separate than that. You know what's sweet is sweet. And that's what Elihu's talking about. What's God is God. That's right. And, and you know, righteousness is God. Just is God. Um, trust in God when you don't hear him. He's merciful, you know, but he's also the mighty God. He's the and mighty he's God that can squash us all, but he's merciful. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes along with him being just. And, and I think that's what's going on here in 36. I think that, um, I think God is a very merciful God. He's, there's no more mighty God. He's our only God. Yeah. He's the only God that yeah. matters. And I think we're never coming to that point of realizing that we're a finite, dumb human being who yeah. will never understand God. And we got this great, infinite and God. And that's, that's where it's supposed, it's supposed to leave us I heard a guy one time say God is infinite. I picked up a preaching tape over there in Heidelberg, oh, Germany. We were looking at a church building. Yeah. And this guy got up, they, they ordained, they picked at random and ordained five people or something. But anyway, along the way, his sermon was, God is impotent. People keep on yelling, man, I'm glad God's not impotent. None of us would be here. But uh, <laughs> so God is He's, impotent. Yeah, he is. And, and, and folks, you know, the application of all this, where we're at right now, and I'm going to give Stephanie a minute here in closing. But the application is we don't eat caramel that has salt on it. Number two, we understand that God is mighty, but he's also merciful. When God is silent, he's really not silent. He's there doing what God does. And when we, when we can accept that, when we can find that in Scripture, when we're banging along through the book of Job or whatever book you're in, uh, when you're going along and it hits you, hey, God's right here. Yeah. That's where the rubber hits yeah. the road. That's where life gets good. Yeah. What say you, Stephanie? Well, I think of, as, I, as we're going through this, I think of David when, you know, the Ziklag scenario, when he came back and he had lost everything and his own men that he loved, that he thought loved him, and they're all so traumatized, they turn on David, and they're going to stone him. And David turned to the Lord, and he encouraged himself in the Lord. And I come away from this with the yeah. fact that the only way we will make it through a trial, when it feels like God is silent, when it feels like he's taken yeah. everything away from you, or has left you at the bottom of the heap, and, and you feel so lost, encourage yeah yourself in the Lord, because that is, those were not just words to David. David had PTSD. He did. And yeah. David knew what and he it was felt a sinner. like. Yes. Yeah. David knew what it felt like to need God in a way that you can never explain in words. And he said, my soul, hope thou in God, for my expectation is from him. Yeah. And I think that's where I come away from this of just saying, Wow, my God is too big for me to comprehend and understand, but well, I just have to trust him. Well, and the theology here is this. Uh, the theology is uh, Job's reaction to the way God's dealing with him is wicked. Because again, you know, Elihu is constantly dealing with something Job said, mm -hmm. Job's reaction, Job's numbers. Mm -hmm. and, and we're learning that Job, that we don't want to be too hard on because, boy, I don't know if any of us could go through That's this exactly with, right. and doing a better job. But That's at the exactly same right. time, we need to walk away with the theology that everything Elihu is talking about, everything here that he's talking about is in response to something Job said. Yeah. He left Eliphaz, he, he, you know, he left Bildad, he left Zophar, and now he's just dealing with what Job said. 
And he's saying, boy, when he starts talking about wickedness, we better watch out. Well, and it's, I think, too, God wanted us to, God is using Job to teach us as Christians today how we need to respond to those trials and how God, we have that all-sufficient grace. We have that spirit of God indwelling in us. We have God's, he's given us his whole word. And if God is, is going to get on Job, how much do you think he's going to get on us when he has given us the whole counsel of God? And so if you're in the midst of a trial, immerse yourself in God's word. Yeah. Because I don't think God would say of any of us the way he could say of Job that he was a perfect. If God can say that of us, he still has the right to send trials our way. If Absolutely. he can say that we're perfect, upright, just, and all of that. All that. He still is just to send a trial our way. And so staying close to God is the key here to making it, period. And you know, that's how you know you made it as a Christian. That's how you know you made it. Hey, in closing, folks, listen, we love you guys. And uh, we want you to take a minute to listen to this very important message on how you can know for sure you're saved. And uh, man, when you get saved, it changes everything. So listen real closely. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believing in our heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.